the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. Kettering, if you have your Bibles with you this morning, and you should, I want to invite you to join me in 1 Samuel chapter 15. We'll begin our reading at verse 1. And the word of the Lord reads as follows. Samuel also said to Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people over Israel. Now, therefore, heed the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel, how he ambushed him on the way when he came up from Egypt. Now, go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child ox and sheep, camel and donkey. So Saul gathered the people together and numbered them in Telehim and 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 men of Judah. And Saul came to the city of Amalek and lay in wait in the valley. Then Saul said to the Kenites, go, depart, get down from among the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them. For you showed kindness to all the children of Israel when they came up out of Egypt. And so the Kenites departed from among the Amalekites, and Saul attacked the Amalekites from Havilah all the way to Shur, which is east of Egypt. He also took Agag, king of the Amalekites, alive and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, and all that was good, and were unwilling to, dis- to utterly destroy them. But everything despised and worthless, that they utterly destroyed. Now, the word of the Lord came to Samuel, saying, I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed the commandment. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried out to the Lord all night. So when Samuel rose early in the morning to meet Saul, it was told Samuel, saying, Saul went to Carmel, and indeed he set up a monument for himself. And he has gone on around and passed by and gone down to Gilgal. Then Samuel went uh, to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed are you of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. But Samuel said, What then is this bleeding of sheep in my ears and the lowing of oxen which I hear? And Saul said, said, 
they have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord, and the rest we have utterly destroyed. Would you pray with me for a moment? Father in heaven, we need you on this morning to clarify your word and to speak into the life of every man, woman, boy, and girl. God, we need to hear from you today. And so I yield myself as an instrument in your hand, Lord, that your will might be accomplished in me and through me and that the glory of God might be revealed. God, if there's anybody that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior of their life, it's my prayer on this morning, God, that they would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus. I'm praying that God, through the preaching of the gospel, that someone who's drifting in their fellowship might come to a place, God, where they would surrender and say, Lord, I commit myself back to you. Father, I pray that the Spirit of God would speak in this place, that it might encourage someone who came in, discourage, lift up their heavy heart, God, encourage them through the preaching of the gospel. Lord, above and beyond all things that transpire, I'm praying that your word would cause your name to get glory and honor and praise. Lord, I need you. As I stand to declare your word, Lord, strengthen my physical body. Give me strength enough to declare your word with power and authority. Let my mind be clear. Let my articulation be straight. Lord, that you might get glory even out of me, the vessel that is surrendered to you. Have your way, eternal God. And we'll give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. The people of God said together, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Catherine, here we are on the last Sunday of the month, and God has brought us a mighty, mighty long way. Praise the Lord. And now as we stand here and we look back from where he's brought us from, if you look back just to the beginning of this year, there are some things that the Lord had told you to do. Amen. And some things that you told the Lord you were going to do. Amen. And you still haven't done them. Lord, help us in here today, (laughs) even as we look at this text on this morning and we look at Saul. Saul has an assignment from God that he did not complete. Lord, help us. (laughs) And so maybe it wasn't just the beginning of this year since you had the assignment. Maybe it was the beginning of the decade. Maybe way back there were some things that God told you and some things that you committed that I'm going to do and I'm going to get it done. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You said, I'm going to finish school. I'm going back to school. I'm going to get my degree and you ain't done it yet. Lord, I'm going to talk to somebody this morning. I'm, I'm, I'm moving out of mama's house. I'm tired of living here and you still in mama's house. It's 10 years later. You ain't gone nowhere yet. I'm going to get me my own car. You still borrowing people's car, calling Uber and, and beg, borrowing and stealing. You, you said, I'm going to get out of debt. I'm tired of being in debt. And you owe everybody still. And you said, I'm going to have it done by the end of the year. I'm going to lose this weight. We made all kind of commitments to the Lord. We've been given all kind of instruction from God. I need you to commit yourself to the study of the word. I need you to get involved in some classes. I need you to uh, get involved in ministry. You said, Lord, I'm going to do it. God, I'm going to join this ministry. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And every excuse in the world has come up and interrupted you from completing the assignment that God has given you. It's interesting that we can always find excuses 
not to do what we said we was going to do when the Lord told us to do it. Y'all still here with me? I know why it's getting quiet. I'm going to tell you in a minute. And so (laughs) what we've done, we've left a lot of things undone. We left some stuff unfinished. We've left uh, some things incomplete, unfulfilled. And so I want to talk to you on this morning as we examine this text from the subject matter, finish the assignment. Finish the assignment. Can you, can you help me with this this morning? Just tap your neighbor on the hand and tell him, can you just finish the assignment? Finish the assignment. Just tell them, finish the assignment. See, they're not listening to me. They already tuned me out because I got all in their business already. That's why they were getting quiet. So I, I need you to help me to tell them, finish the assignment. Finish the assignment. That's what we're going to talk about this morning, finish the assignment. Uh, as we look at this text, in order to finish the assignment, we first of all have to have heard the assignment. Am I right? And in this text, as we look at Saul's situation, we know that Saul heard the assignment. Did you? Saul heard the assignment and understood the assignment. But did you hear the assignment? Did you understand the assignment? And so I look here in the text and Saul, watch this, verse 1. Samuel says to Saul, he goes to Saul and says to Saul, Saul, I've come under the authority of God. To anoint you as king over God's people. That's what he comes. Now, you need to understand something. Saul, he's he's not the worthy one. He's he's the choice of the people, but he wasn't the first choice choice of God. But God concedes and says, I'm going to do what what they wanted. And so, okay, go anoint Saul as king. And so Samuel says, Saul, I've come to anoint you as king and to put you Over God's people. Lord, help us. And so now, therefore, he says, listen, Saul, as I anoint you as king, I need you to take heed to the voice of the words of the Lord. In other words, I'm not putting you in this position and letting you do what you want to do. I've put you in this position, but I need you, Saul, because this is a high position, but I need you to listen to God and do what God says do. So he calls him out and calls him to his assignment. And so uh, he heard the assignment. Pastor, how you know he heard the assignment? I know he heard the assignment because the text tells me he heard the assignment. Watch this. I'm just going to walk through the text. I know he heard the assignment because this is what God said. Verse 2, the Lord said, I'm the Lord of hosts. I will punish Amalek. See, here's the problem with some of us. We don't know what God said. We didn't really hear what God said. And sometimes in the middle of what's happening, we get it confused. But God wants to make it clear. Saul, I'm going to punish Amalek, not you. That's my part. My part is the punishment, not yours. I'm going to punish them for what they did, how they ambushed my people as they came up from Egypt. Now, here's your part. Now, you go and attack Amalek. How do I know he heard the assignment? Because he gathered the people together, 200,000 foot soldiers, 100,000, rather 10,000 men from Judah, and he did what God said do. He 
gathered the people together, and then he went to Amalek, and he went to Amalek to attack Amalek, just like God said. That tells me he heard the assignment. So he says, now, when you go to Amalek, here's the assignment. You go to Amalek, I'm going to do the punishment. You go to Amalek, you go there, and you attack the people. And when you get there, Saul, what I want you to do, Saul, I want you to utterly destroy all that they have. I want you to utterly destroy all the people. Now, the context of this passage, this word that we translate utterly destroy, comes from a Hebrew word, harem. And the word harem means to completely destroy as a sacrifice to God. Y'all still here with me? So this is a holy sacrifice to God. When you go in to Amalek, I want you to go in and wage holy war against them. And when you kill them, you're killing them as a sacrifice to me. Y'all still here? It's a holy sacrifice. It's a sanctified sacrifice to God. Because all of the people of Amalek belong to me and I want them sacrificed to me. That's what God is telling uh, Saul to do. Saul heard the instructions. God laid it out for him. And he says to him, look, when you go in, don't spare nobody. Kill everybody. He says, women, men, children, nursing infants, kill everybody. It's right here in the text. I just want to make sure that y'all know I'm not making none of this up. He says, do not spare them, but kill both man and woman. Verse number three. Man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox and sheep and camel and donkey, kill everybody. And as you kill them, as you sacrifice them, they are a holy sacrifice to me. That's the assignment. So now, what Saul does, he goes, here's the proof that he heard the assignment. He goes and he gathers up the people. It's in verse number four. He gathers up the foot soldiers, 200,000. Gathers up 10,000 of Judah. Gathers them up together. Verse five and six, he goes to Amalek. He went to Amalek. Why? He went to Amalek to attack Amalek just like the instructions were. But when he got to Amalek, this is how I know he even further, he heard the instructions. When he got to Amalek, he got there and there were some Kenites mixed in with the Amalekites. But he warns the Kenites Y'all better leave because I didn't come to destroy the Kenites. See, he, he heard the instruction. God didn't say just go to Amalek and kill everybody there. He said go there and kill the Amalekites. And so he gets there and the Kenites are there. And he says to the Kenites, y'all get out of town because I'm, I'm getting ready to do what God told me to do. I'm getting ready to do the assignment. I came here to utterly destroy, to harem the Amalekites for the glory of God. So y'all need to get out of the way. And if you don't get out of the way, I'm going to kill y'all too. So the Kenites said, we out, peace. You didn't come for us, we gone. So they leave. It's in the text. So they, they get up, they pack up, they leave. So he heard the instruction. He knew what he was there to do. Then he attacked them. So he starts to do the assignment, which tells me he heard the assignment. And guess what? Saul is not the only one who heard the assignment. You heard the assignment. Because you don't know what I heard. Oh, yeah, I know you heard the assignment. You know how I know you heard the assignment? Because after you got the assignment, one of the first things you did is went to Google and you started Googling information to help you to fulfill the assignment. 
You started looking up schools and trying to figure out how much it's going to cost. And, and you start looking up businesses and you try to say, well, if I go into this business, how am I going to do this and how am I going to do that? So you start doing research to help you fulfill the assignment. You didn't only do that. You start talking to people. You said, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do this and I'm thinking about doing that and I'm supposed to do this and I need some help. And so you start inquiring of other people to help you to fulfill the assignment that God put on your life. Y'all still here? I mean, I've been, I've been carrying this weight around for, for the last 30 years, and I'm trying to figure out how to. So you went to, you went to, to, to do all the different sites to try to figure out what can I drink, what can I eat, what I can't eat. What, you try to figure out what diet's going to work for me. Do I go on Weight Watchers? Do I go on this? Do I stop eating bread? Do I stop eating chicken? What do I do? Well, how am I going to use? So you start doing your investigation. That's how I know you heard the assignment. You bought a treadmill, ain't used it, but you bought one. That's how I know you, you, you heard the assignment. You started walking, bought you some tennis shoes, got you some nice workout clothes. You ain't worked out yet. The only workout you working out is from the closet to the kitchen. You ain't done nothing yet. You haven't finished the assignment, but you heard it. I'm in your business. I know. See this? I know. Y'all, that's, y'all got, I'm all in your business. I know. I'm in there. So you started doing these things. So I know you heard the assignment because you're also getting convicted by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit convicts you when you hear there's an assignment you have that you need to finish and you haven't done it. When I first talked about the stuff that you said you was going to do and then you haven't done it yet, you got convicted instantly. That's why y'all got quiet. Man, I didn't come to church for me to get all of my business. And God all up in your business because you haven't finished the assignment. And I stopped by to encourage you to finish the assignment. Y'all still here with me? I know y'all mad, but y'all still here, though, right? So you heard the assignment. See, we first have to hear it in order to finish it. So now that you heard it and you know what you're supposed to be doing, the call this morning is finish the work. Finish the assignment. Y'all still here? Now watch this. What Saul does, he heard the assignment, Okay. We got all the proofers all here in the text. The text is just laying it out to us, letting us know he knew what was going to happen. And he goes, verse 7 said, he attacked the Amalekites and he attacked them. He didn't just attack them mildly. He attacked them fiercely and he was destroying them. He was going all the way from, from, from Himalaya all the way to Shur, which is east of Egypt. He's attacking them all the way. He knows exactly what the assignment was and he starts on it vigorously. But then all of a sudden, he begins to do something that stops the work of the assignment. Watch this. What, what Saul is going to do is he's going to devalue the assignment. Saul devalues the assignment. My question is, have you done the same? Watch this. Saul, verse 8, took Agag, king of the Amalekites, alive. He utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people start sparing stuff. They spared Agag. And the best sheep, oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, and all that was good and were unwilling to utterly destroy them. Why would they do this? They did this because when he looked at Agag, watch this, this is the king of the Amalekites. He looked at Agag and he thought to himself, there's more value in me keeping him alive and parading him in front of the rest of Israel to show how awesome I am than to do what God told me to do. Watch this. So now the value became what was convenient and beneficial to him 
as opposed to keeping the value as to what was valuable to God. God said, these Amalekites are valuable to sacrifice for me. But now he's devalued what God put value on. And he's made himself more valuable than the sacrifice of God. Guess who else has a tendency to do that? Us. Yeah, we all do. We devalue what God places value on by putting our priorities above God's. Watch this. So he, he not only watched his head. So they kept back the best sheep, the best oxen, the best lambs, the fatlings. And they deemed, watch the text says, everything that they deemed good. Everything that was good. Now that, that good means good to them. Because, you know, I, I'm, this, is, this is my embellishment on the, on the text, and I know you're not supposed to do this, but this is what came to my mind. They probably were thinking, man, we're going to have some lamb chops. Look at the fat on that lamb right there. I ain't going to kill that and just lay it on the ground for the Lord. No, we're taking that back home, chop it up, split it up, put it in the refrigerator. We're going to have that for dinner next week. They looking at all what they, how they could benefit from what was there, everything that was good. They looking at the gold and the silver, and they looking at the, the nice Louis. Who, we ain't just going to just slice up the Louis. No, we'll take that Louis home. We can hold on to that. They looking at all the stuff that was good, and it was good to them. And so they said, we're not going to utterly destroy. We're unwilling because it infringes upon our desire. And because it infringes upon their desire, they now don't want to destroy it. So in doing so, they have devalued the assignment. What God said needs to be done, now they have devalued it. It doesn't have value anymore. And what now has value is what they want to do and what they view as good. We do the same thing. And here's how we devalue it. We devalue it saying, I ain't got time. Well, guess what? For as long as there was or was, there's been 24 hours in a day. Y'all still here? Doesn't matter how long you've lived, you've always had 24 hours in every day. But watch this. But you do what you put value on. And so when your TV show comes on, and it's a two-hour special episode, all of a sudden you got two hours to watch your show on Sunday. When the Super Bowl and the playoffs are coming and your football team is on, all of a sudden, you ain't just watching your team, you're watching other teams. And before you know it, you've been in front of the TV for six, eight, ten hours. But I ain't got time to do the work of the Lord because that's not valuable to me. You see how we devalue? And then before long, we've devalued all the things and the commitments we've made to God, but we've put the things that were valuable to us on the front burner. Now we don't have time. No, you had time, but you shift the value. Y'all still here? Here's something I always say. People do what they want to do. You know that? People say, oh, I can't do that. Yes, you do. You do whatever, whatever it is you want to do. Folk ain't got no money. I see all kinds of people ain't got no money. They be traveling all over the place. I mean, like, how'd they get to Haiti? How'd they, they said they ain't had no money. They, now they on vacation in, 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 in Sweden. They, they doing a European tour. How'd they do that? They ain't even got a job. I'm trying to figure. People do what they want to do. They figure out a way to do it. Watch this. When it's priority. And when the assignment is priority, 
we will do the assignment. But when we devalue the assignment, we'll never get it done because it doesn't have value. It doesn't rise to the top. And so that's why we have all these issues and stuff. So they devalue the assignment. So when, when we say, you know what? I'm walking out on this thing, but you didn't walk out. You know why you ain't walk out? You didn't walk out because it didn't favor your desire. You said, hey, I'm, I'm cleaning up the garage. I'm going to get this garage clean, and you ain't done it yet <laughs> because it didn't favor your desire. To continue our journey, tune in next week for the second half of today's message. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together And we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.